0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: Hello, listener, and welcome to episode 29 of the From the Finny podcast with Ollie, Jimmy and me, Jake. In this episode, we're going to discuss our defeat to Bristol City, our first defeat to Bristol City in a long, long time. Uh, the transfer window and we've got a few listener questions dotted about as well so enjoy how
2: are we fellas are we good not bad mate thank you yeah not bad sunday
1: sunday indeed let's start with some good news (laughs) Alan Brown has extended his stay. Potentially taking him up to ten years if he sees out of the contract. I know I know how you're feeling. I know how you're both feeling, but tell me. Or tell the listeners. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, very good.
0: Very good. I think it's I've got nothing more to add, really, apart from what I said on the on the year review. Um, just a leader. Three hundred games pretty much under his belt now, give or take. He's only twenty five could be a club legend Um, very positive that he's signed in it we just hope that he carries on progressing rather than getting comfortable Yeah. Um, which which has been known in the past but I don't think he's the kind of character now to just settle back so
1: like like you said he's he's at a good age to be able to still progress as well he's probably got his best years in front of him
0: yeah and if you think about how much he's progressed in the last three years if we can do the same again yeah um, then and an important thing is, even if we do want to sell him now, we can't sell him for big money again.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah. Just a win-win in it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's that's the best feel, like best sort of thing I've seen on social media in a long time. Like overwhelmingly positive from North End fans. I know we've had a lot of. Crap over the past 12 months, especially, you know, and especially over the past couple of weeks, even. But I've never seen a fan base United you know, so much behind a player signing a, a contract extension. Yeah, I don't you know, think, I think saw any negativity
1: about it at all.
2: No, I didn't either. I think, you know, we've got to remember this guy's played what coming up to 275 games for us. He's capped what 11 times mile you know, a fantastic prospect because he's still a prospect. He's 25. He, he could. You know, this is getting towards PKs for a centre midfielder. You know, this is where he could really push us on in his his next three years, hopefully, if he uh, remains with us to launch his contract. And, you know, like I just said then, you know, if he does have a a great end to this this season and, you know, good six months to start next, then, you know, he could go for big money. So I think it's great news.
1: Question for you. Uh, This one's from Adam, who is just at Brownie underscore 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 on Twitter. Um, he's asked, does DJ have to leave for us to see the true value in Brown extending his contract? Brown has to play number 10 for me.
2: It's an interesting yeah. point, isn't
1: it? Yeah, some of that we,
0: I think we mentioned on here a good few months ago, isn't it, really? Because they both do excel in the number 10. Um, obviously, DJ last season was very good there, carried on this season. Performances have been okay, but I had a little uh, conversation with Adam last night, I do agree. Um, just don't like Brown as much in the number six. I know we didn't, he played slightly higher yesterday. Whiteman was pretty much an anchor, but I do prefer him as the highest midfielder. Um, so it's a bit of a tricky situation, isn't it, really? I think all of his goals have come from wing-back this season. Um, so yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with DJ, but... I would love to see Alan Brown get thirty games in the number ten because I think he scored ten goals.
1: Well, he had that, yeah, he had that season two seasons ago, didn't he? Where he got twelve and he was played the majority up in that number yeah. ten. Play. When
0: when North ended the uh, announcement the other day, they put out a video of all his goals. He's such a good finisher anywhere around the eighteen yard box. He's got quick feet around the box and he scores, you know, all types of goals, doesn't he? So. Yeah.
1: That, that think, one away, at, uh, was it Rovers? Where Barky just laid it off to him, edge of the box, and he I think he megged the defender, and it slotted in bottom corner.
0: Was it Blackburn that um, Bolton? Bolton,
1: sorry. Bolton, yeah, yeah, yeah brilliant Bolton. finish. That
0: um, he's got loads of them little good finishes, but we haven't seen him there as much. So
2: hmm.
0: you know people have probably forgot that he's actually a very good finisher as well. So DJ probably does have to leave if we're going to get thirty games out of Brown there.
2: Yeah. Tough isn't it because I think, as we've seen over the past six months, there's only one club that's really interested in DJ. Yeah. And, you know, from what the manager said last night, it does look like he's going to sign on. So he's not going to not start Brown. And I think if DJ signs a lucrative contract, he's not going to not sign, start DJ either. Then you've got Whiteman, Mullumby. You've got four players there for three positions. I just think Ledson as well, yeah. But I think in terms of actual players, right, this second that are, I suppose, in form and going to impact the first eleven. You know, Ledson's been good for me for this season. I think he's gone off the boil a little bit the like past sort of month, but that's just one of those things. Um, form is always going to impact on a player, and I just think it. Everything sort of adds up that he's going to end up being converted to a right back, especially with the Darnell situation. Um, and obviously that will allow DJ to continue to play in the 10, you know, and it'll get Alan Brown playing every week. It's probably not the ideal situation for anyone, but I think Alan Brown could make a, you know, a great right back at this level, if not the the step up as well, because of his athleticism, his versatility, you know, because he can play. So I think it's one of those where we'll probably end up seeing over the next six months where Alan Brown's, position is probably for the next five six years
1: yeah i was watching um yeah. something on the, the not the top 20 boys published i think last summer sometime um just about right backs and they they were saying that you know my cash prime example wingers dropping into that sort of fullback wingback position and how it, it it gives they were saying it they think it gives players the opportunity to make the step up because of Sort of, it's hard to break into the Premier League or a higher level if you're playing as a winger. Whereas if you were to drop in yeah. and you, you to sort of make that position your own, again, Matty Cash prime example. Then you know we've seen Brownie's energy. He's got he's got the energy and the legs to to get up and down. Not bad on set pieces and crossing as well, which obviously helps.
0: Yeah, I've thought this about Brownie for quite a while. I know uh, this one splits opinion quite a lot. Brownie at right back, but goes back to what I said about um, Josh Earl last week. I think you can teach defensive ability a lot more than attacking ability. And with how the game's going, Alan Brown's physicality, athleticism, like Jimmy said, he's good on the ball when he's got time ahead of him, which fullbacks do have. He's not good on the ball when he's got players pressing him like he does in, in the sixth row.
1: Mm.
0: Um, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see Alan Brown there, me. I think he'd be very good there. I think Alex Neal said something similar. The question he's, is, he's, he's alluded signed, to
1: it, hasn't he? I think.
0: Yeah. If if Brownie's just signed a new three and a half year deal, though, he's probably not signed it to play right back as he. Um, but you know, with the right back situation, which I think we're going to touch on, might be sort of needs must at times. But yeah, it's just good to have him signed on for three and a half years.
1: Yeah, the fact that he's the captain as well, I think it's just it's a boost, isn't it? It's just moral
2: for everyone. everyone, isn't it? Yeah. It's like it's like I said before about you seeing all social media, everyone sort of reacting to it in that positive way when it got announced and you know, we've all heard that it's been probably in the pipeline for about a month, but I think it's great news and obviously we just we we'll wait and see what happens over the next sort of eighteen months, weeks. two years to see how he oh. comes on. Well it's the it's the next time it's the next sort of two years for me because it's how he then steps on again. No, I thought
1: you were gonna I thought you were referring to the like the, the rest of the window and see what happens in terms of his future position, if you will. Um, well, we don't
2: know what's going to happen with Darnell, do we? I mean, that's... No, that's well, we'll, we'll come to on like to that
1: in, in the second half.
2: Um, got a little yeah, bit shall. on that. Uh,
1: before we crack on with the rest of the pod then, a reminder that you can support us here at From The Finney with a donation. Uh, just head over to supported.acast.com forward slash From The Finney. And all the money received helps us to keep the podcast and the website running and it's massively appreciated. And one that you've been badgering me about as well, Jim. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, then don't forget you can leave us a review on there as well. It doesn't have to be all singing, all dancing in the written bit. You can leave us a five-star and absolutely slate us in the comments if you want. Um, But yeah, a five-star review would would be massively appreciated and takes about a minute of your time. Probably not even that. So yeah, uh, Bristol City then. Their first win over us in just short of a decade. They started with the same shape that they finished the game at Deepdale in, um, which caused us, obviously, we saw last year how many issues it caused us in that second half. Probably the same for the opening 20, 25 minutes yesterday and they got the, the goal around, what, like the eighth or ninth minute or something like that.
0: I'm blaming it on George and me. <laughs> he said um said it was the best warm-up i ever seen.
1: Yeah. And he, then
0: he... I, think, I think we had one shot on target all day Um
1: in fact, I think but, he yeah. said it was the best shooting warm-up or shooting practice in a warm-up. I think he specifically mentioned the shooting drills, didn't he? Yeah. But then, on yeah. contrary to that, I've seen people pointing the finger at us. It's the first time last week we all agreed that we'd win a game. and I, think I you said it's cursed, it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I just knew. As soon as all four of us agree on something, I thought, oh, yeah, this is going to go tits up, isn't it? This is Sod's Law. But it was just like, I can't believe we conceded that goal so early. Like, that goal completely changed the game yesterday because I I know they've had, like, three or four... I think it's their fourth corner in a row when they've scored it. But, God, it's just, like... It throws your game plan sort of out the window, really, and it took us 10 minutes to recover from them scoring. And then, I think, second half of the first half, if you want to to split it up into quarters, I think we were all right. I think it was quite an even game at that point. We'd sort of settled down. Whiteman, obviously, on debut he'd sort of settled into his position because he was a little bit all over the place in terms of off the ball, like for that first 10 10-15 minutes, didn't really know where to be. And then second half, we've come out of the traps, haven't we? And we've absolutely like we're camped in there for half of twenty minutes, but we've just not, we've just that, it's not that really that, like in it. Well, it's not just that; we have just not. we have not testing the keeper either. You know, mm-hmm. we've we've either tried to overplay, or we've tried something that's not on and you know it's sort of the momentum goes at that point and you know we've knocked on the door that many times and then you just knew it was coming you just knew what was going to happen as soon as like that. as soon as the ball goes into our half you think, oh god here we go Yeah, and then but obviously it's the second, it, yeah, it's a second phase it's the second phase we've conceded from it's just again like, don't, I don't know how many times we've conceded from second phase to plays from set pieces but it's getting beyond the joke
1: yeah
2: you know
0: it, it's similar. Before Bauer came in, it was the same issue. Um you know, even with Bauer it's not it's not been great, but yeah, I think the first twenty minutes for me felt like a continuation of the second half at deep down. Just felt the same pattern of play. It, obviously it was the same shape but very different personnel. It was Palmer and Adelican out wide rather than the menu and O'Dowder. But they got into really good pockets of space, two big men up front. We didn't screen the ball into the big men at all. I think Whiteman got caught in between pressing and screening the centre-backs. And then the first goal was coming, weren't it? Like You could tell there was a goal coming.
2: Yeah. Fisher doesn't
0: get off the ground. Fisher's meant to be blocking off J.G. Johnson and Fisher are two blockers yesterday. Um, but J.G. doesn't really go into that area, sort of heads it on a post. Um, and he loves really,
1: against us, doesn't he?
0: Yeah. And that's 4 Really poor. Now really poor from Fisher, which sort of summed up his day in the fir- inside the first 10 minutes for me. I thought he was terrible yesterday. Um, but then I thought once Whiteman got settled down, we actually, I'd say 20 minutes either side of half-time, so a 40-minute spell, we were much the better side, I think. Um, and like Jimmy said, we didn't really shoot. We, we just don't shoot from outside the box very often. Uh, Mulumbi and Whiteman have got it in the locker. But also, I think we've got so many players who prefer running onto the ball. If you give them the ball to feet, they just struggle to create stuff from a standing start. I'm thinking Sinclair, Hughes, Barky, Brown, you know, even Maguire's better with sort of dynamic movement. Um, And then when you bring in sort of Chet Evans and Potts on to change your game, that's probably going to be the final screw off for getting in some creative attackers because I think Neil said it after the game yesterday. He's admitted that we're short um, out wide. And it's something we've been crying out for for a good year. Um yeah. We're just... When we're chasing a game, it's very hard for us to get back into it, I think. And Bristol City have scored the first goal nine times and they've won nine games now. So, yeah, the first 10 minutes sort of set us up to fail, didn't it, really? But, well,
1: you know... you say... Would you say the subs killed us
0: in the end? I don't know. I they, they certainly didn't improve us, did they? Um, I didn't mind him at the time because we were camped in their half, like Jimmy said. You maybe want a more focal point like Chet Evans if you're going to get crossed into the box. Didn't mind it at the time, but it's just when you bring him. I love Pops. He's got a lot to offer, but uh, it's just it's not really going to add you much in terms of chasing a chasing a game for me.
2: Yeah, I just, I just, as soon as he did it, I was like, may he put DJ's number up? I thought, no. It's like, because I know we, we were creating, but you can't take your most creative player off and, and put a striker on and then think it's all going to be, you know, one kiddo and put pots in that role. Because I just didn't agree with the subs. I thought, you know, I don't know if Barky were blowing because obviously he's had COVID and whatnot and obviously he's been struggling. I don't, I
1: don't think he has, have he? Was he not? Oh, he's was he has been
2: isolating, whatever it is. Yeah, I he think was he was isolating, wasn't he? Part
1: of the test and trace, wasn't he? he had to isolate, so he's obviously won't have trained for a couple of weeks properly.
2: Yeah, eight nine days, whatever it is. But I just as soon as the subs happened, I thought, no, that's not. It's just not what we needed. I think we lost a bit of that momentum at that point, and just yeah, it's no shot that ten minutes later we can see the second goal because. There was probably a five minute spell between the subs and the goal where the tide was sort of changing. And it just felt like there was a bit of a swing in momentum. And, you know, I know he shanked it there, lad, when he scored the second goal. But, Christ, you know, if you don't score a goal when you're on top of a game, then, you know, when a second goal goes in, it kills it. Yeah. So I I didn't particularly agree with the subs. You know, fair, fair enough, he's put a striker on, but he's not changed the shape or anything. He's just changed personnel. And it's like, we've lost that sort of, that directness that you have with, with Barkey. and DJ's your creator and you put Pots on who's a workhorse and Shed Evans who's making his debut who's, you know, probably in the target man sort of mould. So then you're sort of changing the way you play and it's like, what we've just done for the past 20 minutes, just for me, it just got out the window.
1: Yeah.
2: but So I wasn't, I wasn't too happy with the subs when they happened, to be fair.
1: In terms of a the positive then, uh, let's talk about, uh, debut by Ben Whiteman. What, what do you think of his performance? I
2: said before. Yeah, I, think I think it took him took him fifteen twenty minutes to get into the game, yeah. but you can tell he's got quality, can't you? Yeah. I think if yesterday's told us
0: anything, it's he's he's nothing like Ben Pearson. Um, you know, very different player. But as I expected, I think first twenty minutes he sort of struggled to get in. We're a completely different team to Doncaster, by the way. If anyone's not watched Doncaster, a very patient possession-based side. And I think he sort of struggled with that side of it and off the ball. The intensity of the game probably just took him a, a bit to adapt to. Um, I, I don't think he struggled, but he just didn't really get with the game. But we're seeing in the second half, he started to dictate the game a little bit more and just some really good simple forward passing um, from that deeper role. There was four debuts by the way, league debuts yesterday. Mm. Um, probably can't remember the last time that happened. So, you know, four out of your 15 players, or whatever it is, making the debuts, um, it's always probably going to take a bit of time. And I think it's going to take Alex Neil a bit of trial and error to find his best midfield um, dynamic, midfield yeah. three, if you want, if you will. Um, I thought Lightman, you know, put in a couple of good set pieces. I think he took the set piece for Hunt's header. Um, just sprayed the ball around. I thought he he found Barky a few times, um, and then he took Barky off, didn't he? Um,
1: I think Barky a couple of times looked like he had a bit of space to run into and just sort of ch- check back. Now mm. I've not watched it back, so I don't know if that's because he's looked up and seen nothing in front of him. But
0: he's 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 one of them. I think when he he, he does play a little bit safe, you know, sometimes Barky, but
1: yeah. Yeah, I've seen a few
2: comments yeah. about that, you know. and It's like, if he beats the man on the outside and the people expect him to whip a ball in, he's whipping a ball into no one because Maguire's five foot seven or 5'8 eight it right years. You know, and you're up against their two centre-half. Alfie Morrison had a good game for them at centre-half yesterday, but yeah. I don't think he'll have much of an easier game all season. You know, he, he, he's a quality centre-half and I think that's the golfing class between Maguire and, you know, a centre-half that went for 20 million quid when Swansea sold him. You know, th- there's a serious lack of I suppose I golfing class in, uh, when it comes to that
1: yeah and Kallos is a very good
2: player as well yeah their captain I thought he was decent as well but so like yeah he probably is going to have to check that because if he beats him on the outside and then he gets to the byline and has to cross then he's, what's the point you can put all the crosses in the world you, you know we do players at Coventry that just kept their, their wing back just kept putting balls in the box but aimlessly forgot his yeah. name. That Oh, everyone Darbo. Is sort of, it Darbo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone was like, everyone was raving about him because he kept putting balls in the box, put about 30 balls in. But only three were successful. Well, you know, what's the point? So I don't mind Barky checking back on himself and, to, and trying to build up play through DJ or Whiteman or Brown. Because end of the day, what would you rather do? Put the ball into the box aimlessly or try and keep the ball and try and build up to the midfield because that's where we're strong.
1: Yeah.
2: I would try and beat a man. I just don't think he can do it from a standing start, me. Okay. Uh, I don't think, yeah, I don't
0: think he's great from a standing start.
2: I Think so. If he beats him, where's he going to go? Because I think what they no. did last yesterday is they showed him they showed him on, I suppose, on the outside. So he, he could, if he wanted to beat him, he could probably could. But then he's he's only got one option. That's to cross the ball. It's not like he can come inside with the ball or try, and, mm. you know, try and come towards goal. The only way he can go is on the outside. So. I was quite impressed by um, their right back that, the lad who's it, what's his name Jack Hunt Jack Hunt Jack Hunt yeah he's a, I think he's a really was, good yeah he's really good him. very good attacking wise as well you know he's yeah. he reminded me a bit of Darnell like but probably just not as much of a dick you know because he, he's strong in the tackle he's good he's good defensively he's good, very good going forward got, but, got a lot
1: of pace hasn't
2: he yeah So
1: surprised to read he's 30 years old
2: been around for
0: a long time, and he was that yeah. at Sheffield Wednesday before. Yeah, I thought I just thought both our wide players, I just thought we needed more from him yesterday. Mm. Um, hopefully, it gives us a bit of a kick to sign one.
1: Well, from one Ben to another, then obviously, post match, we all had the news that none of us wanted, but I would imagine we all expected at some point soon, sooner rather than later, anyway. Um, and that's obviously that Ben Pearson won't be extending his stay beyond this season. i a couple of questions about Ben. Um, I've seen people referring to it as a saga. I, I wouldn't go as far as saying that it is a saga yet, um, but I think it could be. In terms of what remains of his his time here, what what would you do? Would you would you not play him and look to get him a move, or would you play him until the end of his contract and let him go for nothing? Sort of what what would if if you two were sort of in Alex Neal's position? What would your all... Plan of action be so to speak.
2: Personally, um, I don't. I think for the manager to come out and say what he did last night, I, I must, I'm presuming, and presuming is a dangerous thing to do, that Ben Pearson must have a move lined up either this month or in the summer, because I don't think he'd publicly come out and say that unless there was an iron in the fire of some degree. Um, I don't agree with this notion that we should be bombing him out and sending him to Springfield and training with the kids. I think that's poor. That's not how you treat another human being. Um, Why would you say
1: he's served us so well?
2: Well, exactly. You know, he's been here five years. It's It's not like he's come here, signed one contract and then he's leaving. You know, he's extended his deal a couple of years ago, you know, to try and push it on to the next level and unfortunately we've come up short, you know, as a football club. Um. So I don't agree with bombing him. I don't agree with this. You know, someone last night was saying, no, I should withhold his wages because he's not signed the contract. So I'm not being funny if that's in breach of contract. <laughs> you know, all, the, all Ben Pearson is guilty of, and it's not even a, something that he should be guilty of either. He's just saying he's not extending his contract. Which he doesn't have ent- to extend his contract. He's, he's entitled to do completely. You know, he's somebody that's forward thinking and wants to progress his career elsewhere. You know, probably at a higher level than us. You know, and whether that's up in Scotland, you know, and you can you can have the Rangers Celtic argument all day long in terms of if they're better than a Championship club. But I'm not particularly interested, um, personally, because I'm not a big fan of Scottish football. Um, and then who's going to go to? Well, if he goes to a Brentford or a Watford or a club in the top six, that probably is a step up for him because they're aspirational clubs that want to get to the Premier League. You know, they want to get to that level. Mm-hmm. If he goes to a Burnley. Or, They've if it or West Brom,
1: five six years there as well, so that you would imagine Ooh. they've got the infrastructure and and more than us the the ability to get back to the Premier League.
2: Well, Brentford haven't, but you know they've invested, they've got a new no, stadium. What, what Watford know, and Bournemouth, progressively minded. Yeah, Watford and Bournemouth are, but I don't think it'll go to Bournemouth. I think it'll be more of a Brentford or a, a Watford. Personally, you know Watford, whether it's via Udinese or not, is another question. Um. Burnley, I think Burnley have obviously got a bit to spend. I think he'd fit perfectly into their system. You know, as a sort of a Westwood replacement. West Brom, obviously they've been linked with him in the past. Would he go to a side that's in the bottom of three and in a dogfight and make an impact? I don't know. It's probably an upgrade on main Sawyer, isn't he? And what I've seen yesterday, that Wolves game. So, yeah, I, I he, at the end of the day, he leaves with my best wishes, you know, because he's grasped his nuts off. He's played well for the majority of his time here. You know, he's come on well as a player under Alex Neil. He's matured this past 12 months, especially. Can't, can't bomb him. You know, that's just, it's just not in our <laughs> principles as a football club, personally. Yeah, I think, you know, I think I'll go to Celtic, me. But I think
0: we're probably forgetting how good he's been because he's not really played this season, has he? And obviously we've had the COVID stuff. People haven't seen him in the flesh for going on a year. He's been an incredible player for us. And Alex Neal's pretty much built his team around Ben Pearson. Um, if you look at the Ben Whiteman thing, by all accounts, Ben Whiteman's refused to play for Doncaster. And we're all loving the Ben Whiteman situation. So yeah. I think it's this sort of thing happens at every club, doesn't it? Swings Obviously, and we do not know.
1: Innit?
0: Yeah, swings and roundabouts, exactly that. Um, so yeah, like Jimmy says, best wishes to him because I've... Just love watching him play. I think he's a great footballer. Probably has been here too long in hindsight. But, you know, everyone made the decision that they thought was the right one at the time. The club have rejected bids from him in the past and he's not kicked up a fuss. So, Just fair on, play to it? him. Yeah, fair play to him. Um, interested to see if he does move on this month. I'm not sure, like Jimmy said, about Alex Neal would have come out so publicly if he didn't have a move sort of in the pipeline. Um, but, yeah, just, I, I don't understand any bitterness towards him. I know it's obviously annoying to see your better players move on, but, you know, but we've seen Cunningham, the- Cunningham, Robinson, Hugill, you know, moved on. Pearson's going to move on.
1: We're a stepping stone club, aren't we, for players like that?
0: Uh, I think, you know, 90% of the clubs in the Championship are, aren't they? Yeah. Um, you know, it's not just our club that sells players to better to better clubs, so... You know, the club have acted to be fair to him. They've acted we are overstocked in midfield now because they've been proactive, so fair enough to him. Yeah. Just hope that, you know, hope that he gets a move and actually plays somewhere
2: and be, and is the main man somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to just I don't I, I don't want him to stay here till summer, you know, and just and just rot. Because what's the point? It it holds his career back six months. It doesn't do anything good for our payroll. You know, let's try and make sure we get the best fee we can for him over the next two weeks, hopefully with a sell-on, because at the end of the day, whatever we get for Ben, 40% of it goes to United anyway, by all accounts. So 40%? There's no. It's a massive sell-on, yeah, it's 40%. Okay, no, I thought it
1: was like 20, 25. So
2: that's, no, someone mentioned it was 40. I mean, someone messaged me last night saying said it was 50, but I was like, I don't think it's that much.
1: Jesus.
2: But, um, yeah, so, you know, we're selling for a million quid. We only get 600 grand. Yeah. So, you know, I think we just got to look at the bigger picture and, yeah, whatever we get from we get, I think if we can get a sell-on, you know, because if he does go big time in the next sort of 12, 18 months, whatever, then obviously we want a bit of a snippet of it, don't we? We don't just call him as a face just because we're letting him go. Yeah.
1: I'd yeah.
0: actually be really interested to see how he actually sets up in another team as well because mm. I think the way he plays in North End's team, I think he's got more than that to his game so I'd just be really interested to see you know if he went to Brentford I'd be very happy with that because I think he'd take him take him up
1: right that's um, time for a brew bake fellas I'll see you in part two the From the Finney podcast is brought to you in partnership with our title sponsor Links Live Lanx Live is the most popular news source in the county, and is run entirely by a local team who all care dearly about the areas in which they live. Onto Matters Football, specifically Preston North End, and George Hodgson is their man at Deepdale. He's a North End fan, and he asks the questions that the fans want answered. The best thing about Lanks Live is that the news is all free to read, and the best way to keep on top of it all is by downloading the app or signing up to the newsletter. Head on over to lanks.live and sign up today. To stay up to date with all the latest news coming from Deepdale, follow their dedicated Twitter account, at PNE Live. And now, back to the podcast. Welcome back to part two of the From the Finney podcast. In this part, we're going to talk a little bit about the window as a whole. Uh, We've got a few listener questions in there as well, and then we'll look ahead to the Birmingham City game on Wednesday night. So incoming so far, obviously we've got three loanees. Um, Daniel Iverson, although I think he was he was Iverson on the commentary yesterday, so that one's another one to throw a spanner in your works, Jimmy. Uh, that was
2: great, terrific. <laughs>
1: uh, Malumbi on loan, and then obviously we've got Jaden Stockley's replacement on loan from Fleetwood as well, and completed the signing of Ben Whiteman from Doncaster. In terms of outgoings, obviously nothing's happened so far yet. Um, But there's Josh Harrop who's been linked with a move to Ipswich on loan. Where do you stand on that? Do you think Ipswich is a good move for him? I think there's a bit of unrest there around the manager. Um, You know, he could could be out the door any day. So, do we really want to be loaning Josh Harrop to Ipswich? Paul Lambert gets sacked, new manager comes in, and he finds himself in the same position that he's in here where whoever comes yeah. in doesn't fancy him.
0: Yeah. I mean that might be the reason for the delay. Yeah. I just don't know, do you? But you know, I'd I'd never want to be going to Ipswich, me. Don't know about you boys.
2: <laughs> no. No. It's... I don't know, I've I've never So have I, Jimmy. Yeah, that's probably why <laughs>
0: yeah never again um, it's yeah, just I quite it. it's, you know if you're going on loan there for three months just a it's bit a horrible place, a place fat, to, to isn't it yeah and like you said they're going to sack Lambert by all accounts and they're not playing good football either
1: no obviously but he definitely you'll... needs a loan yeah he does I think it'll happen it'll definitely happen it's just where that's
2: yeah. the thing with Harrow, Right, I was doing a bit of digging this week and he's played 95 games in professional football at 25 years old you know you know Ben Wyman's played 100 games more than him now and he's a year younger than him. You know, Alan Brown's played nearly 275 games, you know, and he's the same age. Yeah. So, he's just well off the pace in terms of like where he should be at in terms of games that he's played. And if you you look at how many games he's actually played, a lot of them are sub appearances. So, I think he's only played about 47, 48 games worth of minutes in terms of like over 90 minutes. So, you know, and he's 25. You know, like, that's hard. That's really difficult for a player that, like that had so much potential when we signed him.
1: Let's not you forget know, to, as well though, he has had
2: 12 months heart injury. Yeah, but some of a lot of players. If you look, if you look through our squad list, a lot of players have had serious injuries. You know, he's not on his own in that. So, you know, what? I don't. To be we honest, can't, I don't we can't think- use that as an excuse for me. Like, he's got to be. He's only played 95 games. That's like, at 25 years old, he's got to go out alone and play. That's what I mean. I don't think,
0: being at United till he was 21 has just not done him any favours at all, has it? I like Harrett, me. I just, he really needs a good half a season. A decent attacking. I thought Doncaster would have been a good move for him.
2: Yeah.
0: He was linked with Hull a few weeks ago and that would have been a good move as well, but Ipswich just don't feel like a good move.
2: Just feels stale at Ipswich because obviously Lambert's been there, what, two, maybe three years now? And obviously they failed to get in the playoffs on both occasions. I know last year they were probably unlucky with PPG and stuff, but their form fell off a cliff the back end of the last season anyway. That's probably why they didn't get in the playoffs. So, you know, the, the thing is with Harrop is who can afford him yeah. as well because
1: he'll be on good money.
2: We'll go- just give him a new contract. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we've given a new contract less than six months ago and all of a sudden we're, we're trying to you now chip him out the door on loan because he's not fitting the manager's plans. Now, I think that probably says a lot about how we're giving out contracts more than anything, you know, because did the manager want to give him another three years when he's not already in his plans? I don't, I don't know, but it's people in higher positions that will probably know the answers to that.
1: Do you, do you think um, he's been offered the deal... With a view to getting him out on loan, getting him a good loan, and then trying to sell him off the back of that.
2: No, no I think that's too complicated.
1: <laughs>
2: I think... Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I just
0: think he's you know, we said it a few weeks ago, I'd probably never gonna get a run under under Alex Neal, is he?
1: Another one who's not had a had a run then, Jaden Stockley. He's likely to go out, isn't he, this, this month whether loan or permanent, remains to be seen, but...
2: Um, yeah. There's been, a, there's been a couple of words, haven't there, from Lee, in the terms of League One clubs. Bristol yeah. Rovers got links because obviously he's played for Tidsdale, uh, Exeter, and obviously Sunderland. Now, he's not going to be on mega money, is he? But, it'll be interesting where he goes. I think I think League One's probably at his level. I think we all we all know that, don't we? Um, hope it works out for him wherever he goes. Seems a really nice guy. Seems a barrel of laughs but just not championship football, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, another one, Joe Rafferty. What do you reckon is going to happen with him this window? Stay, go. Depends on
2: dep- depends on
0: the right-back situation, doesn't it? Yes. Um, I think End will sign a right-back. Um, Rafferty's same boat as Stockley for me. He's just not good enough. And I know I've had a lot of back and forth with people about this, but he's just not good enough. So,
1: I think... That's you know, becoming more and more the, um, of them as well recently.
0: Yeah. I think the, the the Wickham game, the league game, the Wickham game when he got hooked off after 75 minutes, when we were looking for a goal, was a final straw for him because he's not started any of the eight league games since, I don't think. And obviously he came in against Wickham in the cup and he got, you know, battered at the back post early on. So, you, need, you know, if it's not this month, I think thinking, he needs to move on in summer
2: for me. Yeah. Rafferty is very similar to Stotley, isn't he, really? And I think I mentioned it last week. You know, he's given a go at this level. Can't knock him for trying. But unfortunately, he's just come up short and, you know, he'll make a decent career in League One or League Two. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, there's no one. I think what people sort of criticised us in the past for is having like agendas on players and stuff. But, this isn't against them personally. This is not against them as people because at the end of the day, they've worked hard to be professional footballers. It's probably one of the hardest careers to ever sort of get into. However, I suppose as fans and for us guys, we're just talking about their performances on the, on the pitch because we don't see them in training. We, we don't can't, see what we they can't do judge them day. as
1: individuals, can we? We don't know no. them.
2: No, and Stockley, that seems like a, a nice lad, like, he'd probably have a laugh that, you know, we call him a tree. He'd probably find that, you know, slightly amusing. You know, because he seems like a battle of laughs. He will be yeah. like, playing, you know, out of an avatar of a tree or something, just to like, because he would probably just take it as a laugh. You well, know, we're, he's not going to be getting offended by it.
1: We all know but, about his secret Twitter account that he had once upon a time.
2: Yeah, well, we won't go there. We won't be talking keep, about that. that <laughs> I yeah,
1: think we'll the thing
0: that. is the thing, the championship is such a high level of football. It's yeah. people probably don't realize it's an incredibly high level of football. League one is still a very good level of football to make a career at. It reminds me a bit of Callum Woods. You know, Callum Woods is just a really solid League one, League two footballer. And then, there's I mean, no harm well, in that.
1: If you can make a career out of playing League one, League two for yourself, then hats off because you are probably going to come out of it with a decent amount of cash compared to most average Joes that work a nine to five. And you, presuming you love football, you get to do a job that you, you, you enjoy doing.
2: And you play worked hard for 10, 15 years before you made it as a pro to get to. Yeah, you know, as, you becoming you know, the professional as, a, as a kid. Yeah, He's... exactly. You know, you look at people like, you know, Jack Armour, who's gone to Carlisle, you know, Tyree Stolen, who's gone to Rovers. Obviously, Joe Nolan's gone to Rovers this week. You know, they've worked hard to even become a professional footballer, you know. So for these guys that are playing for us now, that, you know, they've not had an easy ride. People think ballers have like it's easy, easy life and easy ride. They've worked the, f- absolute nuts off to get to where they are yeah. you know people uh, make accusations and all this you know propaganda so to speak in terms of like you know, are the, you know it's, it's a privileged lifestyle and you know they don't have to do a day's work or anything like that they, they, they've worked nuts off to get to where they are already they've made probably so many sacrifices as kids you know probably not having a social life for many years yeah, because they're either training or they're you know, going to games and you know, the pet events are probably exactly the same because everyone's all in at a youth level to try and it's help. It's all
1: or nothing, isn't it?
2: Well, it is. You not know, what is it? Like 0.4% of players in academies become professionals or something. It's such a small it's amount of people. Though, isn't it? So, yeah, I think... And I've, I've copped a bit of flack for it in the past, you know, for a Slate and a couple of players here and there, but it's not personal. You know, because at the end of the day, they've worked the nuts off to get to where they are anyway. So yeah. you know, please don't take if we're criticising a player, don't think we're take giving it as a personal dig or an insult or anything like that. It's just purely about football.
1: Yeah. Uh, another one then, Bill. Billy Bowden. Obviously he's like he seems a bit like the forgotten man at the minute.
2: Injured. Shame. Yeah. Shame for me, really, is it? Yeah. I suppose his his period of time here at the club it's just going to be, everyone's going to talk about his injuries, you know, and the fact that he had a lot of potential when he arrived. And it's just unfortunate not happened for him, you know, doing his knee the way he did, especially after that West Ham friendly when he scored that goal. You know, you're thinking big things for him this season. Obviously, he does his knee the same way he does his. So just one of those. It's unfortunate for him. Hopefully, he goes to League One or League Two and yeah, I another few years as a, as, a, as a decent pro. Yeah. I think he'll go on a free this month, personally, if a club will take him because of his injury.
1: Yeah, it's a big if as well, isn't it? It's a risk. Yeah. Um, Last one then. Tom Bayless, obviously, we've spoken quite a lot in the last few weeks about how stocked we are in midfield. Um, he wasn't in the squad yesterday. With, obviously, the situation developing as it has with Pearson. Do you think that opens up a space for Tom or do you think maybe a loan would suit him?
0: Tough on this one because by summer he will have been here for two years um, and, you know, he'll only have one start in two years if he goes out on loan. But if you look at yesterday, I think we've got sort of eight, nine players for those three positions now. You know, even if Johnson and Pearson leave, we've bought him a and Whiteman. So he probably does need a loan. But how much is he going to benefit from from a few months in League One, I suppose, is the
1: question. You would imagine he'd benefit more than sticking around and just training and getting 5, 10, 15 minutes here and there for the next three, four months.
0: Depends how you look at it. Um, Well, what's
1: the alternative look?
0: Well, how Pep Guardiola brings through his players, doesn't really like loaning them out, keeps them around the squad, knows the role exactly. Gets better playing with better players every day. Gets minutes at championship level. You know, Bayless has got seven or eight appearances now this season. Got his first start of the other week. You know, players are going to get COVID. They are going to get injured. Might be more beneficial to keep him around than to send him out to, you know, a League One club who's going to have the same,
2: you know, issues as we
0: are. Um,
2: just my opinion on that. Yeah, I mean, he's got 12, 12 appearances this season, which is more than his... Having he's well, obviously, had more than he had last year. He um, doesn't count towards the 25 man squad limit, which I think is probably why he'll end up staying. Yeah. Because we we are going to need a bit of strength in depth. Um, you know, we don't know if Gary will be able to be in the squad every week. I think you've got to keep him, to be honest, especially with the players that are going to end up going out.
1: And the fact that, like you said, he doesn't take up a space, does he? So. Probably probably for the better. Um, in terms of rumours then, there's one that sort of surfaced this morning um, and that's Sonny Bradley, the centre-back at Luton. He's out of contract in the summer, 29. Is he someone that you would look to bring in? Would you be happy if he came in?
2: Luton's top fan will probably know more about him than I do. <laughs> no, I think, I
1: think he's Nathan is top fan. I wouldn't say he's Luton's top fan.
0: Yeah, support managers, not clubs. Um <laughs> Luton Airport's a horrible place to get to. Um yeah. Okay, my brain, <laughs> <not, lad>, mate. <laughs> he's not um I've you know, I think the centre back we're interested in has not yet been mentioned, so this is quite an interesting link for me. Um he's a big lad, isn't he, Sonny Bradley? I think he's probably six four, six five. It's just very physically imposing. It's not the best. I don't think he is the best defender or footballer. But I think, as we've seen yesterday, you know, two set pieces or well, second phase and the first phase of set piece conceded. see from loads of crosses. You know, without Bauer, we are quite physically soft in defence, I'd say.
1: I was going to say, he might so, not be the best footballer or anything, but would you say that he's the kind of player that would just sort of chuck his head at anything and... And do whatever he can to sort of keep the ball out of the box, like that kind of no frills kind of thing. Might not be fancy yeah. and and whatnot, but will sort of wear yeah. his heart on his sleeve, if you will. Yep. Cool.
2: I think I think personally, it'll pave the way for Pedrosa to go out online, If you've been coming, because he's arguably an upgrade on Hunt's potentially. Don't know. I've never seen him play, but he looks very much in the Hunt's mould in terms of a stopper, good in the air, physical, physically, you know, that's his, that's his game. Yeah. Um. So, you've then got Hunt's he's got, and He's got
1: three, four years on Hunt's as well in terms of age.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I think that if you've got those two and then obviously Bow to come back from injury as well next season.
1: It fits the bill for us as well, doesn't it? Sort of cheap-ish gamble. Played at this level for a couple of seasons now.
2: Yeah, he had a really good game against us
0: about six weeks ago, whenever it was. Mm.
2: So yeah, well, let's well, let's wait and see what comes of it. I think yeah. we still we, we, we clearly still need a ball playing centre half to replace Ben Davis when he goes into the air or goes this window. So yeah, we're we'll just waiting to well, see.
1: That's a nice moment to transition into the next bit. So on on Ben Davis, we've we've had a question from Harry, um, who is at HD Trice on Twitter. And he's asked, assuming that we can't sign a centre-back of the same quality to replace Ben Davis, would you rather we sold him on the cheap now or lose him for nothing in the summer but have him available for the rest of the season?
0: Um, mm-hmm. The latter. The latter for me. I think I he think was our best defender again yesterday. Um, I'm just going to mention it again. Rob Atkinson for me. At, at Oxford um, but it's another weird is, is one with Ben Davis him,
1: sorry, yeah. yeah
0: it's another weird one with Ben Davis because he's only been linked really with clubs where he can sign a pre-contract so if he does sign a pre-contract then he is going to be here you know until summer so then do we bring one in this month if He's going to be here till summer so I think like I said last week just an awkward situation isn't it really
2: it's made even more awkward by what's happened yesterday, because I, I, he he can't have a deal lined up, in my opinion, Ben Davis. Because otherwise, the manager would he do the same to Ben Davis? Well, I don't know if he would actually. It's all it's, it's not is, it? you don't, don't know what conversations weird.
1: have been had in in the in the dressing room or in in the office. Piero Matta said, you know, I've got a move lined up, and and I'd rather not play. Whereas Davis, yes. might I don't have said, think... I've got, a, I've got a move lined up, but I'm, I'm not bothered about staying and playing.
0: But I don't think you can, you can't leave Ben Davis out of that defensive unit. You just don't think you can, can you? Because then you're probably looking at Hughes playing left centre back and a left back. You know, you just can't really do that when Ben
2: Davis is available. Yeah, yeah, it weakens us so much, doesn't it? Um, so, I'd keep Ollie... Ben Davis. I think, I, you know, I think we all heard, you know, months ago, probably in the summer that. They were prepared to lose Ben Davis for free if it if it if it came to it. Yeah. So let's be honest, if he good if he gives us another six months, five, six months, whatever's after the season, you know, plays to the best of his ability and then moves on after what 16, 17 years at the football club, including his time as a the youth, then I don't think anyone can blame him. No. You know, I think everyone would want to change a scenery after 17 years and go into the same place every day.
1: And I don't think anyone can accuse I know I've a few, a few. Well, DJ has been accused of it, hasn't he? But I don't think anyone can accuse Ben Davis of sort of downing tools, if
2: you will. I don't think any of them can be. Personally, no. I, I,
1: I like I said, I know some people have accused DJ of it and said that he's he's looked like he's not asked. In fact, I think we even said it a couple of weeks ago. One game, he's he looked like his head was elsewhere. But I think since then he's kicked on. Mm.
2: Um,
1: but yeah, I don't think anyone can can sort of try and tar Ben Davis with that brush. He, he's he's shown in the last few games that he is far and away our best best centre-back, our best defender, arguably.
2: Something I noticed yesterday, though, he was stepping into midfield and he was stepping out of the ball a lot. You know, there was times in the second half, and it's during that passage, passage of play, that, that, that 20 minutes, when he was in their final third, you know, with the ball at his feet, you know, trying to link up the play. You know, there was a time when he got isolated left-back, played his way out of the situation with Hughes. You know, so was it? Was it? Was it around?
0: Did he drive into the final third and then faint across? Because at that moment, I thought he's probably going to be our best midfielder, Ben Davis, if he plays there.
1: <laughs> I was just going to say, he's... do you think he could he could fulfil a role as as a defensive midfielder? Yeah,
0: Possibly just very thought, good footballer. He's think... really good yeah. footballer.
1: Um, an- another one then, sort of along similar lines. Um, this one's from Matty. St- who is at Matty7Scott on Twitter, and he says, I keep seeing that the big four have all been offered the same contract. Should we not have gone the extra mile for Ben Davis? Considering he's still young, top quality, a left centre-back, they are gold dust. If he signs the deal, we get 10 to 12 million for him within a year. DJ, on the other hand, is a few years older and has no real sell-on value. Surely these shouldn't be in the same bracket.
2: Yeah, Matty texted me that before, actually. Yeah, I think he's got a point to be fair like I think ultimately we should have been doing these deals 12 months ago and we wouldn't be in the situation now and you know as soon as COVID hits I think it puts a real spanner in the works and um, I think with Ben Davis I think he's made it clear from what was in the evening post about three four weeks ago that he does want to move on wants to further his career do something different which you can't blame him for especially with having a young family at home why not try and see different places you know, even if it means going up to Scotland, try and further your career, earn some good money and try and get to the Premier League ultimately because that's the ambition for pretty much every footballer in the country, isn't it? Really try and be a Premier League footballer. So I I think we could have put anything in front of Ben Davis. I still don't think he'd have signed it.
0: Yeah, don't think it's really about the money for Ben Davis.
1: Yeah, I think if what we've heard is to be believed,
2: he's, it is just a case of he wants a new challenge, isn't it? So you can't blame him. A bit like Pirro. Yeah. You know, why wouldn't you want to need a challenge? Why wouldn't you want to try and further yourself at a bigger level? It's like it's like anyone in their career. Why wouldn't you want to try and push yourself on? You know, try and you know take yourself out of your comfort zone and do something else with your career. You know, yeah. I've done it, I've I've changed career a couple of times. You know, why not? You know, I suppose when you're young and able to then take a couple of gambles because if it don't work out, you still got it's, it's like if it don't work out and it goes to Scotland, you can always come back to the championship. Because he's proven himself at this level, yeah. so you can always go. But it's like Ollie at the minute, you know, he's put he's putting everything into a, a new career, so and it'll work out for him. It's just one of those things. Because you, you, you people at right age, when they can not actually take those gambles, it's not like them in the forties and they, they they've got mortgages and you know, massive mortgages and overheads and dependents. You know, they can take this gamble because they can always fall back on what they know if it doesn't work out.
1: Yeah. Um, last one then on transfers and that. Obviously, we've talked about the need for a wide player in the past, and Alex Neal pretty much confirmed yesterday after the game that we do need more out wide. Um, do you think that's something that we will make happen this window? Do you think it's something that is an area that we've highlighted and we'll sort of do what we can as and when? Perhaps that's in the summer. Perhaps that's now. Or like, where do you yeah, stand? Yeah, we on need
0: it we need one this month. You know, if you look at our right wing options, we've got Barky and Potts. Yeah, you need more, especially when you're losing a game and you're just switching them around. Um, so that,
1: that kind I think of answers my next question then, which was going to be, which side?
2: I think you've yeah, got to have one. You can play both for me. I think. Would you? Yeah. Would you have a right or left footed Ollie? It needs to be a left footer if
0: possible, but they're very hard to come by. Left-footed wingers, you know,
1: all ninety percent. Wilks of them. not a left-footed right winger. Yes, he is.
0: I'm not sure it's wise to get into malik Wilk talk um, today. <laughs> <love that> <laughs> but No, nah, but he's been one that I've I've liked. Um, I think he'd, you know, he's a different option. He's just very lively with the ball at his feet. Uh, most of our players are better running off the ball for me. So, yeah, I, I really like Charlie Kirk as well. I said it before, but Keenan Davis, again, for me, I think he could play slightly wider.
1: He's off the um, as well, isn't
0: he? Yeah, um, but players like Marcus Harness, just really good footballers good with both feet as well. But like Jimmy said, probably just need probably an attacking midfielder who can play either side or play as a number ten, yeah. just a genuine attacker. But obviously, Alex Neal prefers a more physical profile, doesn't he? So we'll
2: have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, Think we just need someone exciting? No, that sounds really daft. But you mm. need someone that you know that's going to get you excited when you see him attacking someone because at the end of the day you don't, it's all well and good having these safe wingers and these the, the players that will work hard off the ball and you know are effective rather than exciting because I think that's just what we're missing in this team at the minute we're just missing a little bit of excitement and someone who's going to get on the edge of your seat again you know Emil's probably the only player that's got me on the edge of the seat this season I know that sounds like a little bit contradictory we're thirteenth in the 13th league but He's the only person that's got me excited, really. Because he, he's just got that bit of rawness and that bit of pace and that like, bit of electricity to him. You know, it's I would say Scott Sinclair's
1: had his moments as well.
2: Yeah, I mean that Bournemouth goal, like that's the first time I've like had a good dance around the living room a long time. But it's like <laughs> I think, yeah, just missing that bit of a buzz. You know, someone that's going to get you excited about watching North End, because at the minute, it's just a little bit stale. And I get, I get what people are saying on Twitter. I get why people are a bit like, you know, probably find other things to do, because we're nearly 12 months into a pandemic and it's getting a bit boring watching them at home for some people. I get that. Yeah. But, you know, I think we just need someone like a bit exciting. You know, I, I like Joel Randall at Exeter. I think he's he's got just that bit of X factor about him. I think that's what, we're probably missing just someone that's going to get you like, you know, when bit like when Bill scored that goal against West Ham, you're thinking, yeah, this guy's got some. You know, hopefully, kick on this season. But you know,
1: yeah,
2: unfortunately, um, they don't make. Well, unfortunately, there's no uh, Aiden Mcgee that's five years younger because yes.
1: like, that sort would, of would you bring him back? In? Buzz
2: in. Thirty-five now. Come on, you don't, like like I said last week. Don't go back.
1: Don't go um, back. I know I just said that the wide players was the last one, but I've just remembered that I said we'd talk about Darnell Fisher. What, where do you stand on that? I mean, obviously, we've spoken about Joe Rafferty time and time again. Um, I don't want to bang that drum again, because everyone knows where we stand on it. You would imagine that unless someone comes in for him this month or in the summer, that he would probably be kept in the squad as an option, so to speak. But the, the Darnell situation, you know, by all accounts, he's not been offered a contract. He splits fans, um, but he—he's without a doubt our best fullback. So, yeah. What What do you do?
0: Um, I think Perry Ng is going to move to a championship club this week. So I'll see what happens with that one. Um, I think if you've got Darnell Fisher alongside a player such as Ng competing for a place, then you'll probably see more out of Fisher. Um, I think. Obviously, you said it splits fans, but I don't think it splits Alex Neal's opinion, does it? I think Fisher's firmly is number one.
1: Yeah, and that's all that matters at the end of the day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Obviously, off 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 the field stuff might be why he's not been offered a new contract, grabbing someone's cock, um, <laughs> you know, picking up yellow cards, squaring up the galley. All these things just play into a little narrative, don't they, that people like to push? Yeah. So we'll have to see what happens, but you know, We really do need to sign a right-back to compete with him because I think that'll improve him.
1: Yeah, 100%. Jim?
2: Yeah, not much to add on that. Um, Fair I, enough. He's com- I know he's don't he needs competition, doesn't he? I mean, yeah, he needs to stop being so petulant with a few of the things he does. Got booked again yesterday. <sighs> he's a good job of five-game booking. The five-booking rule got binned a couple of weeks ago because yeah. otherwise that'd be another game he'd get banned for.
1: Um, I mean you look back on his time here and he never really has had competition it's always just been him
2: I mean he's good and everything but for us not to offer him a contract and we're in the middle of January something's amiss yeah. you know that's coming from the manager where that's coming from, from Peter where I don't know where it's coming from but I just find it bizarre that we've got a player that's coming out of contract in six months time we've not even offered a deal to yet but he's probably one of the first names on the team sheet every week at the minute Yeah, so whether they've already got a replacement in mind or they've just uh, saying enough's enough with him. I don't know. I just find it a little bit bit odd.
1: Well, if nothing's been resolved come the end of the month, we'll be able to hopefully get an answer ourselves to that question. Um, yeah, fingers crossed. But yeah, Birmingham City then, fellas. Obviously, coming up on Wednesday night. I think the schedule pretty much returns to normal now, doesn't it? Obviously, barring yeah. any postponements for COVID and, and whatnot.
2: Yeah, give or take. I think there's a, a, one of the months where there's a Tuesday night fixture every week uh, might, be, might be March but yeah Birmingham will be a, an interesting game I mean I was looking through their stuff before we're, we're we're flapping that we've only won what four out of our last seven eight games whatever it is Birmingham have won five games all season Oh, <laughs> well, five games in 20 well five wins in the last 27 games they've, they've won I mean we think our form's bad how can I a job is beyond me and um, without that win yesterday I think he probably would have lost his job you know they'd lost six they'd lost six out of the last seven games before the beat Middlesbrough away yesterday pretty sure that see either Middles was first or second home defeat of the season yeah it'd been good been really good at home sport I see it, it's just a championship isn't it? you know that's the whole nature of the league where and,
1: and they've won five games in the last what 27 and there's still seven points off the bottom three
2: that's just a yeah silly silly league um, yeah. so yeah not not in great shape so obviously 18th in the league not scoring a lot of goals scored 18 all season I think two of them against us so you know 18 goals scored in 24 games compared to we scored 30 so we scored nearly twice as many goals as them um, obviously the last 10 games they're nowhere near us so they're actually in the, the bottom five they've scored I think they picked up 10, 10 points in the last 10 games whilst we picked up 16. So we're seventh in the form table. People are sort of overlooking that at the minute. You know, whilst we're 13th in the league, we're, have last, last 10 games were seventh best in the league, last 15 games were ninth best. And, you know, last 15 games, Birmingham are second bottom. You know, and if they there would be bottom if they hadn't beat us. Um, so look, I think it's one of those games where you sort of, You've got to take the game to him on Wednesday night. I can see us winning. I can see us winning quite comfortably in the end. I think if we get an early goal, then I think they'll probably not they'll probably not be able to respond to it, I don't think. Um obviously they've got good front men. Um Hogan scored yesterday. Did he play with jukovic yesterday? Or no Torelli played with so just behind him. So yeah. Obviously they've got that Bella, decent player. I just can't, I just think we'll win. I just there's not much more I can really add to it really. You know, you can look at the numbers all all the light, but I just I can just see us going down and getting three points and getting back on the horse. Yeah. I just I just hope we we settle, we find a settled
0: sort of midfield as quickly as possible because I can see this being a bit of an issue. But apart from that, I'm quite confident. I thought we'd beat them at deep bell to be honest. Obviously Jaden stuck it in the top corner by mistake. But <laughs> Apart from that, it's another game we really struggled, didn't we? So, you know, we beat Bristol City at home, lost away, lose to Birmingham at home. Hopefully, beat them away.
1: Yeah, just just a point on something that you mentioned. Then, um, apologies to whoever it was that asked this on Twitter. I can't remember who you are, and I did mean to make a note of it, but you've just reminded me. Ollie. How important do you think it is to have a settled midfield? And who would who would you you sort of like? What would your midfield be?
0: It's very hard to say, isn't it, at the minute? I think you know, I think people are forgetting just how important Ben Pearson has been to how we set up as a team.
1: Yeah.
0: I think you've seen yesterday Ben Whiteman's nothing like Ben Pearson, even though he's played as sort of a deeper midfielder by himself. I think Brown and Johnson are going to start in Alex Sneal's preferred midfield, and they probably are going to start Whiteman, aren't you? Considering you've just paid all that money for him. So. Well, he's
1: he's here for the long term, isn't he, Unlike Malumbi, who... Yeah. Might not be here come summer if we can't agree. Really, it's really. an
0: awkward one though. I really like Malumbi as a player though. So you know, I've seen a couple of people say he might go to a diamond. I'm never convinced of us in a diamond. I know we beat Barnsley with a diamond, but it just feels like you're shoehorning players in there for me. I we tried it way. again. We
2: tried it again recently, and it didn't work. It was it against Forest? Yeah, it might have been against
0: Forrest. Obviously, we did it at Wickham, which was a bit different. But I think he's tried it sort of three or four times, has he, since the Barnsley game. Mm. I just never, you know, the onus is on the full-backs then. And you need a good strike partnership as well. I'm not sure we have that either. Um. So, yeah, I think Whiteman will play again, won't he? Brownie will play again. DJ might come out. Someone else might come in. Who knows? You know, I wouldn't mind seeing Malumbia and Whiteman deeper with Brownie ahead.
1: Yeah. Do you think do you think then the manager's got to sort of look to start building his midfield around those who he knows are gonna be here? Um and maybe that does mean that DJ drops out for a few games if he doesn't move this month. <laughs> and obviously if he doesn't sign a contract.
2: I was just gonna say he's, he's probably gonna from what the manager said yesterday, it sounds like he's gonna sign a deal. So It
1: sounds like he is gonna sign a deal. Or isn't yeah. he? Oh he why? Is. What's, what's he said? I've missed that.
2: Oh, he said something to George. Um just
0: said Johnson's made it clear he's a lot more likely to sign than Ben Pearson, basically.
2: All oh, right. Yeah, DJ is much more likely to continue to stay here. Was the quote? Right. So
1: it makes sense when you think about it. Like we said before, he's he's sort of a little bit older than the rest of him. So and there's only really been Rangers that have been linked with him.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure if it's a case of sort of building a midfield, you know, with two or three players. I think we've always just had Ben Pearson, and then you build around Pearson. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got so many different midfield profiles now. It's probably going to be horses for courses as it always has been under Neil. So let's wait and see. But I just hope like we're not chopping and changing every game for the next 10, 11, 12 games.
2: Yeah. I don't think there's a perfect answer to it because it depends on who we're playing because I know he likes to play midfield three. But when you've got four five midfielders that could slot in if not more than five to be honest I think it just depends on our opposition and what the best team is for the day you know because the end of the day we've not even mentioned likes of Ledsen or Gallagher today you know those players could come straight you know could start games you know and then so you've got because we've got so many options now and that's even without Piro. it's just yeah we'll just have to wait and see I think it it'll depend on who we play and I think he'll make decisions based on that I know that's probably Alex Neal's biggest flaw for me in terms of concentrating on the opposition more than ourselves but at the end of the day if you can set your team up in the best possible way to be in opposition then so be it
1: yeah Um, I know we got a little bit sidetracked but what would your predictions be for the Birmingham game boys 3-0
2: 1-1 I'll
1: go with 2-0 no I'll go with 2-1
2: by the way, we've not touched on him yet. I thought Iverson did alright yesterday. Looks yeah. quite looks like he wants to play the ball quite short. Um not sure on he I thought there was a couple of crosses he could have come for, but it didn't. But I don't know if that's just him as a keeper, because some keepers like coming forward like a Maxwell and then some don't. But he couldn't do anything about either of the goals. Thought it was an alright day before to be fair. You reminded me of that. Probably bad comparison, but you know, Chris, Christian Walton was at Rovers that sort of profile, and that's probably mm. like, especially after his mistakes against us at, at Rovers of the Year, probably not the nicest comparisons to make. But that sort of profile, that phys- physicality, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like that's that's yeah. how I sort of saw him yesterday. Big lad with blonde hair, yeah, it's probably me stereotyping him against him. So, <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, nah, I thought you did all right though, yeah, I thought. He, did, he wanted to play short quite a lot, didn't he? And I thought his long passing was actually quite good as well.
2: Exactly, wasn't it?
0: Yeah.
1: Right, unless you've got anything else you want to add or you want to say, boys, then we can wrap that up.
0: Nice one. Yeah, no, right.
1: Cool. Um, and thank you, listener, for listening to episode 29 of the From The Finney podcast. As I said at the start, you can support us by going to com forward slash finney. And if you aren't already, go and give us a follow on Twitter. Jim, do you want to do your reviews bit? Oh, yeah. Just sprung on you now.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, you can leave us um, a review at Apple Podcasts. Ideally, a five star one. You can put any comments. You don't even have to put a comment just Put five star review and that'd be quite nice. Helps us get up the charts, apparently. So we've had a couple of top fifty appearances recently. We try and get if we can try and get back into the top twenty like we did after that Peter interview in June. Yeah. That'd be quite nice. But um, yeah, it just helps us out. Sees where we get to. So yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah. Cheers, fellas. Thank you very much. Nice one.
2: See you on Wednesday. We're um, gonna the music, you to introduce music, Jake.
1: Yeah. Chill your bean. <laughs> <laughs> and See, now, me,
2: everyone keeps tweeting about who who's that great band that keep hearing at the, in end fairness, of the podcast.
1: I don't, I don't think that's such a bad thing because it's given them a bit of bit of an audience on twitter as well but yeah we'll we'll hand you over to a band called reese E to play us out with their new single wise man and make sure you listen out for the north end reference as well